One journey is coming to an end. I have no idea what's going to happen. But another is just getting started. We could be in California as soon as two months. California, here we come. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, August 9th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad battled its way to victory at the top of the weekend box office. According to Comscore estimates, the film made approximately $26.5 million. And it's worth noting that The Suicide Squad was also available for no extra charge to subscribers of HBO Max. Disney's The Jungle Cruise dropped to second with $15.6 million. M. Night Shyamalan's Old took third with $4.1 million, while Black Widow landed right behind it in fourth with about $4 million in takings. Rounding out the top five is the Matt Damon starring Stillwater with $2.86 million. Night Court and The Fall Guy actress Marky Post has died after a nearly four-year battle with cancer. She was 70. The CW superhero series Supergirl has completed filming on its final season, which is set to resume airing on August 24th. Star Melissa Benoist marked the occasion with a poignant post on Instagram, thanking the show's cast, crew, and fans, and sharing a photo with co-stars David Harewood and Kyler Lee. And in a new interview with The Telegraph, actor Alan Cumming elaborated on what led him to decline the role of ill-fated Hogwarts professor Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. The Good Fight star told The Telegraph, quote, I didn't turn it down. I told them to F off. Cumming added that a salary dispute with the Potter producers is what prompted his curt response, explaining they wanted me and Rupert Everett to do a screen test and they said they couldn't pay me more than a certain sum. They just didn't have any more money in the budget. And I had the same agent as Rupert, who, of course, they were going to pay more. Blatantly lying, stupidly lying as well. Like, if you're going to lie, be clever about it. Everett, as we also know, did not get the role. It ultimately went to Kenneth Branagh. For more on those stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now, hoist the sails and let's chart a course for today's number three pick, Below Deck Mediterranean. On this week's voyage, Chef Matthew struggles to please an incredibly difficult charter guest, although she kind of has a point. He could stand to step up his cake game and may be getting fired by Captain Sandy. Meanwhile, Katie tries to reinvigorate Lexi as they try to make amends, and the romantic drama among the crew heats up as Courtney and Z grow closer, and David finally gathers the courage to ask Malia a burning question. Here's a clip from the episode. That's too adorable. They're like so cute. They don't see it. They do. They're just waiting for that moment. Love Z. Oh, he's so cute. I don't think I've ever like squatted dancing so much. Hey! <laughs> like if I like somebody, I'm like, I want all their attention. I love it! <laughs> and if they're nice to me, then I end up not liking them. Whereas if they're horrible to me or we don't end well, then I'm like, you know, I want. <laughs> I sound crazy. <laughs> I'm not, I swear. <laughs> Ish. Hopefully, that's not a sign of Rough Sea's head. Don't miss the boat. Below Deck Mediterranean airs tonight at 9 on Bravo. Number two. 
We're heading from the open sea to the very landlocked state of Oklahoma for our number two pick, Reservation Dogs. Co-created by Taika Waititi and Sterling Harjo, the half-hour comedy follows the exploits of four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma who steal, rob, and save in order to get to the exotic, mysterious, and faraway land of California. One year after the death of their friend Daniel, the four friends decide to honor him by adopting his dream of leaving the reservation and heading for the West Coast. To succeed, they'll have to save enough money, outmaneuver the meth heads at the junkyard on the edge of town, and survive a gang war against a much tougher rival gang. I feel the need to reiterate, yes, this is a comedy. It's also a groundbreaking step forward for indigenous representation on TV. Here's EW's Derek Lawrence on our What to Watch video series to talk more about that. Every series regular writer and director on the series is indigenous. Like that's, you know, unheard of for, you know, then to be able to really do that. And also, as, as Sterling said, actually said it in Oklahoma, which is, you know, a lot of places would have just substituted, you know, New Mexico because uh, there's like an infrastructure there, but like they're really trying to bring some authenticity to that. And that started with the cast. Um, like you said, they did street casting. Most of these kids had never acted before, had never been to LA before. But the weird thing is like, they were not in awe of the situation. Like, you know, Taika's there for their for their auditions and they're like, oh yeah, Thor's pretty cool. Like, you know, yeah. Like, what, so what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? Really, there is so much to like about this show, and you can stream the first two episodes on FX on Hulu right now. Trivia. It's trivia time. Reservation Dogs co-creator Taika Waititi has a lot of upcoming projects in the works, including an HBO Max comedy series in which he will play what historical figure? George Washington, Blackbeard the Pirate, or Jack the Ripper? Stick around for the answer. Who will win this year's Outstanding Actor and Actress in a Comedy Emmys? Well, EW critic Kristen Baldwin and I discuss that exact topic on today's episode of The Awardist Podcast. Among the nominees are Blackish stars Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross. It's his seventh nomination in a row, and this is her fourth nod. Kristen talks to both of them in a truly hilarious conversation where they also talk about some highlights from their seventh season. Have a listen. Let's talk about some standout episodes this season, some of the work. Uh, so first, episode seven, Babes in Boyland, where Dre and Bo discover that Diane has a secret Instagram account. That's a great, fun episode. Tracy, I believe this is the one you're choosing to submit. Can you tell me a little bit about the episode and what you love about it? One of the things I love about the episode is it's typical blackish DNA that we go in something one way thinking we're going to be having an episode about a Finsta account, a fake Instagram account. Um, but we really are dealing with gender norms and sort of the binary way that we as parents parent our girls and boys differently. And um, so I thought it was a really interesting and fun episode. And then, of course, you know, the conclusion is that we decide to punish them evenly, which I thought was really cute. And it was a really fun episode. There's nothing better than being stupid with Anthony. It's one of the reasons I love my job so much. And we one should know directors should know. And if they don't know now, they usually know when they come. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to tell me and Anthony to dial it up. Never. Never dial it up. It's always, you know, we could 
We're going to start at a 10. And if you don't say anything, it's going to get bigger. It's going to go to about a 15. It's going to go to a 15. And that scene when we punished them was just really joyful. Oh, so much fun. I love the glee in their faces as they're punishing them. And then, uh, Anthony, another great episode is What About Gary? Uh, where Dre tries to give Bo's white cousin Gary a crack yes. course uh-huh. in the Black experience. And I believe this is maybe the one you're submitting. Uh, I believe it is. Tell us about this episode and what you love about it. I love that I, Anthony, as Dre, uh, get to try to teach a white man how about our culture and about who I am and what works and what does not work. And how, you know, he was invited to the picnic and he's no longer invited to the picnic. Uh, I, I think that's the fun stuff uh, that we, we get to do on this show. Uh, turn a little something on its ear and have fun with it without being offensive uh, and still being inclusive. And it's like, uh, maybe this isn't for you, but this is how we do it. I got to say, this episode of The Awardist really is a must listen. Anthony and Tracy are an absolute riot together. And you have to hear their story about why Tracy used to hate Anthony. This was years before working together on Blackish. And you've got to hear about Tracy's audition. You can check out The Awardist wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And all seven seasons of Blackish are available to stream on Hulu. Stay tuned. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Bonnie and Clyde opened in U.S. movie theaters on August 13th, 1967, helping to usher in a new era of American filmmaking. Starring Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty as the title duo, the film broke many long-standing taboos around sex and violence on screen and was one of the first films of the New Hollywood movement, marked by greater artistic freedom and boundary-pushing content in American movies. Bonnie and Clyde went on to win two Oscars and another eight nominations and became one of the most influential movies ever and number four on EW's 2013 list of the greatest movies of all time. And now everything's coming up roses with our number one pick, The Bachelorette. After last week's devastating breakup, Katie's journey comes to an end this week with the season finale, and many questions have yet to be answered. Will Greg come back? Will fantasy suites happen? Will Justin realize there's no way he's going to win? And will Katie choose anyone at all? We've seen video evidence that she makes it to the proposal platform, but that same promo teases that Katie could end up alone. And you know what that means? She probably won't. Here's a preview. We don't put ourselves in a position where we have to rely on a male. 
what will Katie do now? I hope he doesn't take you for granted. What we're about to tell you will actually change everything. I have no idea what's going to happen. If Katie's still hung up on Greg, then there's no point to this. So heartbreaking. The love that I had for him is real. Ugh, so much drama yet to come. And after all of that's over, stay tuned for After the Final Rose, in which Katie and her final three join Caitlin and Tasha on stage to try to make sense of what happened in New Mexico, including a tense confrontation with Greg about his sudden departure. It all begins and ends tonight at 8 on ABC. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Taika Waititi is set to play what historical figure in an upcoming HBO Max comedy series? George Washington, Blackbeard the Pirate, or Jack the Ripper? Here's a little hint. The show is called Our Flag Means Death. Yep, the answer is Blackbeard. But according to series creator David Jenkins, this version of the famous pirate is, quote, a legend a lover, a fighter, a tactical genius, a poetic soul, and quite possibly insane. In other words, sign us up. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.